Welcome, friends. I'm Rev. Tim Earhart, and this is Daily Bible Reflections for July 13, 2023. Today's New Testament lesson comes from the book of Romans, chapter 2, verses 12 to 16. Get along with each other. All who have sinned apart from the law will also perish apart from the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged in accordance with the law. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous in God's sight, but the doers of the law who will be justified. When Gentiles who do not possess the law by nature do what the law requires, these, though not having the law, are a law to themselves. They show that what the law requires is written on their hearts, as their own conscience also bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts will accuse or perhaps excuse them on the day when, according to my gospel, God through Christ Jesus judges the secret thoughts of all. New Revised Standard Version Every single person on planet Earth has been created by a good creator in the image and likeness of God, without exception. Because we are all stamped with the Lord's divine image deep within, there is a universally inherent sense of justice, rightness, fairness, integrity, morality, and love. Particulars of ethics may differ from culture to culture, yet all persons and societies have a broadly similar innate understanding of right and wrong. Within the ancient Roman church were a mix of Jews who were the historical people of God, given the law and the covenant through Moses, and Gentiles, who are non-Jewish persons. The Apostle Paul wrote his lengthy and probing letter to them, because the two groups of Jew and Gentile were at odds with one another. The Gentile Christians could not understand the Jewish Christian fondness and insistence on ancient rules and particular commands. And so they looked down on their brothers and sisters in the faith as being hopelessly locked into outdated traditions and practices. Conversely, the Jewish Christians could not understand the Gentile Christian affinity for a freedom that seemed to not care about the religious importance of food and eating seasons and holy days, and outward signs of Christianity, and so they tended to look down on their brothers and sisters in the faith as ignorant, immature, and in need of ritual practices. The church back then was almost like putting a group of people with obsessive-compulsive disorder with a group of people with attention uh, deficit disorder. At the least, it's going to uh, be very interesting to watch them try and live and worship together. At the worst, it's going to spark an all-out battle for supremacy. Paul was intervening somewhere in the middle between the interesting situation and the pitched battles so that the church would not turn into total war. The last thing he wanted was two churches, one Jewish and one Gentile. No, there is one church, just as there is one God. Paul was determined that these knuckleheads are going to have to learn to get along. Since Paul himself was a Jewish Christian, 
he tended to get pretty testy with his fellow Jews. Although Paul often went back and forth throughout his letter to the Romans, addressing Jews and Gentiles, he most often had more to say to the Jewish brothers and sisters. And that's what's happening in today's New Testament lesson. The Apostle Paul is directing his words chiefly toward the Jewish believers. He is lifting the Gentile believers and placing them on the same level as the Jews. Although the Gentiles weren't the ones who received the law, they've always had that law deep inside of them. Not only ought the Gentile Christians to be respected because of their inherent sense of God's law, but this also makes them accountable for their own words and actions. In other words, there's no excuse for any sinful talk or behavior. What's more, the real issue isn't whether one group has the law or not. The rub is whether one actually obeys and does the will of God. It doesn't matter whether one hears the law read aloud in a Jewish synagogue or whether one hears the law spoken in the individual conscience. All are responsible for acting on that voice and engaging in deeds of justice, peace, and love. All must connect with the stamped image of God within us. I'm not sure what is worse, committing overt sins or observing the sin and saying or doing nothing about it. Indifference is at the core of most sin, both for the perpetrator and the passive spectator seeing it. Each one is living against both their conscience and by, and by what they've heard and been taught. The word of God has not been truly received until it is put into practice. This is a consistent theme in the New Testament. Jesus said, the people who are really blessed are the ones who hear and obey God's message. Luke 11:28. The Apostle James said, Obey God's message. Don't fool yourselves by just listening to it. If you hear the message and don't obey it, you are like people who stare at themselves in a mirror and forget what they look like as soon as they leave. But you must never stop looking at the perfect law that sets you free. God will bless you in everything you do if you listen and obey, and don't just hear and forget. Listening to the word without obedience is just that. It's mere hearing. Profession of faith in Jesus means nothing without a practice of that faith. Learning the Bible is useless without living it. And acceptance of the word is nothing more than a mental exercise without action to back it up. Profession, knowledge, and acceptance alone does not satisfy God's plan for our lives. The danger is that we have the potential to deceive ourselves into thinking we are okay just because we know the right things and believe the right things. Christianity is a vital love relationship with Jesus. And so it's not merely a matter of hearing and affirming orthodox truth. It also involves orthopraxy, that is, having right practice, the doing of truth. Whenever the Gentile Christians in Rome refused to love the Jewish Christians, they were neither hearing God nor obeying God's law. 
whenever the Jewish Christians listened to the law and gospel, but then had no intention of changing to accommodate the Gentile Christians. They were being disobedient. And whenever we hear about how God forgives us in Jesus' name, but then we insist on not forgiving another person, we are not being doers of the word. So let's take a lesson from the ancient Roman church. Be attentive to all persons in the body of Christ. Include them. Care for them. Pay attention to God's word. Include it and engraft it into your life. Because care of the body and care of the word go hand in hand together. May the God who created a world of diversity and vibrancy go with us as we embrace life in all of its fullness. May the Son who teaches us to care for strangers and foreigners go with us as we try to be good neighbors in our communities. May the Spirit who breaks down our barriers and celebrates community go with us as we find the courage to create a place of welcome for all. Amen.